All opinions expressed by the program participants are their own and do not reflect those of Blue Line Futures LLC or their affiliates. The content is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as trading advice. Futures trading involves a substantial risk of loss and may not be suitable for all investors. Therefore, carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for your financial condition. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Episode 18 of the Macro Corner Podcast, proudly presented by Blue Line Futures. I'm your host, Paul Wankmuller, my co-host is Giannis Mindall. Welcome to the show, Giannis. Hey, hey, Paul. How's it going today? It's going great. It's going great. Real excited to uh, be with you he- be with you here today. And I'm looking forward to a little bit of a shift in our, our rhetoric here. Let's, uh, let's dive right into it. You know, we've been talking about inflation, 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 uh, going back, um, you know, most of our podcast. But today we're going to be talking about maybe some ideas that might be poking holes in that inflation balloon. Yes, exactly. So as you have correctly laid out here over the course of the previous podcast episodes and since we began this podcast, really, we've talked about how inflation is not only temporarily high, but that there are structural forces uh, that are driving higher prices for longer. And what we want to shine some light on here is the substantial uh, coming off of inflation expectations here in the financial markets, but also in terms of inflation expectations by consumers directly, which is probably most important for the Fed, uh, which is inflation expectations by consumers and those expectations not getting anchored, which would be a real horrible scenario for future monetary policy. But yeah, we want to shine some light on all of this and basically look at the flip side of things. Great. So there's a there's a couple different economic indicators that might be showing that these inflation expectations uh, are already declined or are, are beginning to decline. So which economic indicators are you looking at and, and which numbers do you see here that might be indicating that? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, we turn to the wisdom of financial markets and we turn to the five year break even inflation rate and the 10 year break-even inflation rate. Those are basically measures of inflation expectations in the out years. And the fact that they have steeply rolled over, both of these indicators have come off by uh, approximately 20 uh, to 25 basis points on a week-to-week basis. So that is a substantial decrease, and those numbers are significantly off the highs when inflation fears were rampant. That seems to be a trend in reverse as we speak. And that's coming at a time where the two-year bond yield is still trading at 4.1% in the U.S. That comes at a time where the BOE intervened in the guilt market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And basically the uh, U.K. pension system was sort of on the brink, not that they were completely uh, insolvent by any stretch, but they did have obligations and it seems like Fed governors and also the Fed vice chair uh, Brainerd are concerned about those financial stability issues. What allows them to ultimately be concerned about those financial stability um, implications is the fact that not only the financial metrics such as the break even inflation rates are coming off, but also when we turn to consumer surveys, we see a substantial decrease in those expected inflation rates. So that is directly consumers in the economy one year out and also three years out are expecting a much lower inflation rate. 
But I just wanted to go back real quick. Uh, you had mentioned Brainerd, and I believe that this the the rhetoric out of her mouth uh, was a little bit different this week than we've seen in the past. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so not only Brainerd, but also we saw uh, the Fed's barking. We saw that uh, all the Fed governors are shifting rhetoric. We are seeing the Fed's whisper tool of sorts, Wall Street Journal, um, journalist uh, Nick Timoros, who's been uh, really widely watched by all of market participants because he seems to be someone who gets some information sooner than others, and they're using him as a signaling tool, as it appears. He is also shifting rhetoric. So not yeah. only are the Fed governors themselves, uh, Fed Vice Chair Brainerd, uh, are they signaling a much less hawkish policy stance, but we see it broadly. And the fact that they are communicating this so thoroughly makes us think that they are maybe anticipating uh, a pause of hawkish Fed policy, which is quite to the contrary of what we have been accommodated to given how hawkish Jackson Hole was. So we see this broad dynamic where inflation expectations are coming off and that ultimately allows them to be a little less hawkish than they than they were in the recent past. And maybe they're also concerned about the lagging effects of hawkish monetary policy, the effects of the rate hikes, and then also the quantitative tightening that they have. Uh, right. We did see also Nick Timoros from the Wall Street Journal tweet out that the, uh, the Paul Krugman may in fact be right. Paul Krugman is entertaining the idea that the Fed might be overshooting here. And the fact that he is tweeting out that that theory might be correct means that the Fed is paying increased attention to the financial stability mandate amidst this BOE intervention in the in the UK, where they from, went from quantitative tightening to what they called uh, temporary intervention in the UK bond market. So it's definitely a shifting dynamic as we speak. Right. And we, we spoke about this last week, like when will the Fed listen to the actual markets and maybe they're, uh, you know, listening a little bit now? They are already listening. It's incredible. I would not have thought that they would start listening this quick, honestly, when we were last talking about this. And we uh, basically were saying that it becomes a question of when will the Fed allow the market to do the talking? It seems we're at that point in some shape or form. And it is indeed quite interesting that they are already budging to some of these pressures that appear to be mounting. In fact, today, the UN uh, said that, uh, or the UN called on the Fed to be not as tight with their monetary policy because of the effects that the dollar has. Exactly. So oh, yeah. we moved from the Fed not being concerned about the dollar at all to a place where not only Fed governors such as Barkin or saying that the dollar needs to be monitored, but also the UN in from a food and energy security perspective is calling on the Fed to not be as tight on policy. So this is a pretty incredible turn of events here. Sure. Hey, you know what? You never know. Maybe Jerome Powell was listening to Macro Corner last week. We hope he does. Jerome, if you're out there, we'd love to have you as a listener. That's for sure. So, you know, going back to the, another theme that we talk about here on, on Macro Corner is rate of change with with regards to a lot of indicators and with regards to a lot of the economic data that we see. So when we talk about 
is the economy slowing, but by how much? You know, let's dive into that a little bit. Where do you see, you know, that rate of change uh, slowing with regards to, to the actual economy? Yeah, so we have really seen a steep drop off in economic activity, uh, such as GDP in the recent past. And that was really the predominant concern for markets here. A Fed that's increasingly hostile towards the economy and financial markets amidst an, an economic slowdown. And the fact that uh, not only Atlanta GDP now, which ticked up from, from 03 to 2.4%, uh, percent in uh, annual GDP, which is a substantial increase, but we are also seeing that the slowdown in economic activity as measured by the New York Fed's weekly economic index is improving. So that is clocking in at 2.68% annual GDP growth, which is not that bad at all. This is basically Goldilocks type scenario that we have grown really accustomed to before COVID hit and before yeah. we saw a steep drop off amidst the COVID pandemic in economic growth. That's sort of the ballpark that we were in. So if in fact economic growth is not as bad while the Fed uh, is allowed to stay somewhat tight, uh, then we might be in for a little bit better of a, an economic cocktail than people might have feared all right. Now, it, this year. Yeah. Okay. Now, is there a number that you're looking forward to? We, we can we can close it with this. Is there a number that you're looking for that's coming out or maybe a speech that's coming out this week or uh, within the month of October that would confirm uh, your your idea that inflation is indeed slowing and we are poking holes in that inflation balloon? Yeah. So most importantly, I think it is indeed that the Fed is letting markets do the talking at this point. So We'll okay. continue to watch the break-even rates. We will continue to watch the strength of the dollar. Not, I'm I'm really more leaning on market indicators directly. You can, of course, turn to the week-on-week -week, uh, developments as it pertains to economic data. We'll have non-farm payrolls this week. Uh, but, yeah, these will be some of the high-frequency measures that we'll monitor. But most importantly, it's really the market signals. What are they telling us? And the Fed is data-dependent. But right. the data that they depend on, they get to determine. So they depend on forward-looking data because they know that CPI and PPI is backward-looking. So right now, right. they're sort of shifting their focus to data points such as the break-even rates that are telling them inflation will slow substantially. Please don't hike into that inflation slowdown because you will only make the economy slow. So this is what we're watching. This is what I'm watching. And... Uh, we'll continue to keep our listeners posted on this podcast. Sure, absolutely. And uh, just just throwing it out there, um, you know, to, to close it out. Do you think that the U.S. policy is looking at the U.K. or do you think they are looking at us as as regards to? I mean, we just saw a big shift in the U.K. policy last week. Do you think that we are letting them kind of use that as an experiment, and we're going to? say, okay, they're trying this, that's not going to work, or that will work, and then we'll base it off of that? Or do you think it's the opposite? I think it's uh, it's sort of a two-way sort of thing where the U.S. Yeah. is looking at the U.K., but also the ECB. Yeah. And uh, similarly, the BOE and also the ECB are monitoring how Fed policy is going. Uh, we saw this uh, last week out of the ECB that it would be a mistake 
for the ECB to blindly follow hawkish Fed policy. So that already tells you that uh, central banks globally are not really in sync with one another. Right. But at the same time, you have people like Vice Chair Brainerd who came out and said, she didn't say it explicitly, but that was what she was referring to, that they are paying attention to things such as the BOE uh, intervention in the guilt market. Sounds great. Sounds great. Always a pleasure. Always about my co-host, Giannis Mindall. Thank you so much here. Don't forget the Macro Corner chart book is available in the description of the podcast on bluelinefutures.com, as well as attached to the email sent to clients every Sunday. Not a client? Reach out to podcast at bluelinefutures.com for a two-week complimentary trial of our premium research covering equity indices, bonds, metals, grains, livestock and so much more thank you again for joining me today Giannis. i'm looking forward to talking to you next week my friend looking forward paul thanks thanks guys all opinions expressed by the program participants are their own and do not reflect those of blue line futures llc or their affiliates the content is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as trading advice futures trading involves a substantial risk of loss and may not be suitable for all investors therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for your financial condition